You good? You ready for the Word? Let's get into it. I, I've been having fun this morning. We're, we're, we're talking about carefrontation. And who likes confrontation? Anybody? Okay. I likes, come on. I will pray for you at the end. Yeah. There's three people in this world, three types of people. There's people who love confrontation. They love it. You know, they're like, come on. Yeah, let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it. And there's people who love it and just enjoy doing confrontation. Then there's people who hate it and don't do it. You know, just avoid it. Like, no, my God, no, I don't wanna talk about it. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong. La, 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 you know. And then the third, the third person is the person who doesn't enjoy it. They're not like, woo, confrontation. They don't enjoy it, but they still do it. And I believe that's the kind of people that wherever you're at, life, there's gonna be things to confront. Confrontation is a part of life. And we're in a relationship series about it's complicated. And you know, relationships can feel complicated, but God has some simple principles to help us in the middle of that. And we're gonna talk about having healthy confrontation today. Are you ready for that? Come on, come at me, you know, just confront me right now. So Jesus, speak to us, help us, Lord, grow in this area that we can have healthy, thriving relationships in Jesus' Name. They all said, Amen. Thank you, band. You may leave, go away. We're done. You can come back later. I've always found in soccer, anyone like soccer? Who watched the Wallabies and the All Blacks last night? Wow. Who is from New Zealand? Okay, we'll also pray. We're gonna, we got a lot of people to pray for today. On and go the All Blacks. It's terrible. We got smashed. Soccer, on the other hand, um, great sport, much better than rugby. And I, I'm joking, but I, I love soccer. I always found in playing soccer that it's not until the other team do something that really annoys me that I suddenly switch into gear. I'll be just running around the field, yeah, pass the ball, just having a great time. And then, and then the other team will do something, tackle me, kick me in the leg, ah! ah! Suddenly, something just comes over me. And, um, and I pray that you don't witness it because it's, it's scary. And I go into this competitive, like I, 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 am, I will do whatever it takes to win. All I do is win, win, win. I, I, I switch into this zone and you don't, wanna, you don't wanna verse me in that zone because I'm not very nice, but I, I wanna win. You know, confrontation brings all sorts of things out of us. Some of us freeze, you know? Some of us flee. I'm out of here. Some of us fight. But confrontation doesn't have to be so bad. Confrontation doesn't have to be such a terrible thing. It can actually be a blessing. And I wanna read you the Scripture, Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. It says this, So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith 
and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Everybody say mature. Mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, babies, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every word of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, here's my point today, instead there's another way. There is a pathway to maturity. There is a way to grow. Paul says it here to the Ephesians Gentile church. He says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Ephesians 1 to 3 is Paul talking about what God has done for us. He's talking about the vertical beam of the cross, my connection to Jesus. And he's talking, he takes three chapters and he reminds this Gentile church, new believers, he reminds them, hey, God's done it all on the cross. God loves you. Jesus died, rose again, ascended heaven. Nothing left to do for salvation. And he reminds them that he says, I pray that you would know the depth, the width, the height, the length of God's love for you. And then in verse four, he starts to give them practical application of a very theological and doctrinal truth about what the love of God means in my life. He gives us practical application about what does it look like to have God's love? And that's where we find the horizontal beam of the cross seen in the way we love one another, how I treat people. And God says, the sign that I've got this going is actually seen in how this is going. My connection to God will actually result and overflow into my connection with other people. And so therefore, God uses relationships to grow us. God uses confrontation to help us become mature. But confrontation, man, it can be done so poorly and it can be done badly. But there is a good way to do confrontation. Do you wanna know? You wanna know what it is? It's all here. Paul, Paul outlines it. Speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. It doesn't say speak love in truth. It says speak truth in love. Truth and love coexist. You know, you know those people who are really, like we're really, some of us are really truth people and we just call it out. You know, like kids, and they'll say, man, you look awful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's wrong with your hair? You know, kids will just say it. Truth. You know, there's people that just walk around just speaking truth. That's good. That's okay. But then you've got people who never speak the truth and it's just love, 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 love. And life's just a wonderful journey and it's beautiful and there's no truth. Jesus 
came in grace and truth. Not a little bit of grace and a little bit of truth. Fully grace, fully truth. Fully love, fully truth. Love that connects me. Truth that corrects me. We need both. And both can cohabitate. Both can work in partnership together to bring life and growth and maturity. God wants you to grow up. God wants me to grow up. Like a baby wearing diapers, right? That's fine. An adult still wearing diapers is not okay. Am I right? Come on, talk to me, church. You're going all quiet. Talk to me, right? That's, that's, not, a, that's not a pretty picture. So, so things that are okay at this stage, I actually need to grow up out of for it to be ready for this next stage. I need to grow up. God wants me to grow up. The Israelites needed to grow up and they were in the desert, walking around the desert and they couldn't grow up because they couldn't grow up. They weren't ready to inherit the promised land that God had for them. So because of immaturity, they actually had a ceiling over their life that was not the devil. It was their immaturity. It wasn't the enemy. I'm just being so attacked right now. Everything sucks. And that, that's, maybe it is the enemy, but often it's not. Sometimes it could just be immaturity. Oh, it's a tough message this morning. But, but it's true, sometimes it's my own immaturity that actually has put a ceiling over my life. And the Israelites were stuck in the wilderness because of immaturity that had become a ceiling on their life. Do you know what immaturity sounds like? Whinging. Complaining. Constant complaint was the sound of the Israelites in the desert. Oh God, God, we had much better food in Egypt. This manna that you miraculously bring to us every day. I'm sick of it. This sucks. Let's go back to captivity. They were literally shrinking themselves back to who they were because they could not grow up into who they were called to be. And we will regress back into old things because we haven't dealt or confronted some immaturities in us that if we did, we would grow up and be able to possess what God has for us. A baby with a knife is dangerous. An adult with a knife can prepare a meal. When you are mature, you can handle things. And God wants us to grow up so we can handle it. But how do we grow up? Through the truth in love. Communicating the truth in love. Receiving the truth in love. Here we go. Truth is like soil. Sorry, seed. Love is like soil. Seed grows in soil, right? Seed on its own cannot grow. 
Come on, talk to me. Seed alone has the potential for growth, but unless it is planted, it cannot grow. Love without seed is nice, but it has no growth. The seed and the soil, the seed and the soil, they cohabitate, they are a partnership. They are meant to live and dwell together. The seed is not better than the soil and the soil is not better than the seed. The two need each other. So soil is like the environment. Seed is the truth. So I don't try and put pieces of love into an environment of truth. Truth is can be hard. Therefore, love or seed, whatever it is, cannot grow in a hard surface. It needs soil. And sometimes we can create an environment in our family, in our relationships, in our businesses, in our world, where we are cultivating an environment of truth and it's harsh. But in that environment, Truth cannot grow. When we cultivate an environment of love, truth can now grow. Therefore, when I try and give truth and it falls on deaf ears, it could be that I haven't cultivated the environment that works for truth to become a tree. That is good. For truth to become a tree, it needs soil. Love is soil. Truth is seed. Don't get it mixed and you'll do well indeed. <laughs> plant, plant truth. So, so here we go, here we go. We still need truth. You need it. You need someone to tell you that your breath stinks, you know? You need a friend to say, hey, you got a bit of green stuff in your teeth, you know? That's a real friend. Proverbs says that better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. You're awesome. But behind your back. I, I want the truth from someone I trust. I want a friend to tell me, bro, stop doing that. What are you doing? Don't go there anymore. Stop talking like that. You need truth. But truth only grows in love. And so I need to cultivate an environment of love so that truth can grow. Truth is seed, love is soil. And Paul is saying to these guys, hey, you need to communicate the truth in love. Psalms 23, David talks about the rod and the staff of God. The rod that corrects me, the staff that connects me. We need both. Even in our relationship with God, I need God to correct me. But His correction is never more than His connection. They're equal. Whenever I bring truth, truth isn't meant to hurt. Truth is meant to help. Truth is meant to be something that enables somebody to be free. It says that you will know the truth, come on, and the truth will set you Free. So you will stay stuck without truth. 
You need truth to be free. But I need love to be safe so that that freedom can grow. That freedom outside of that love will not grow. And God wants me to grow. So you've got to create an environment of love and truth. So how do we communicate truth? How do we do it? Last couple of minutes. This is how we do it. With wisdom. With wisdom. I remember um, I was leading youth and Pastor Phil, he came to preach for the first time that I was leading youth. He came to preach and I was so excited. I was like, this is my hero. And he came and he preached and it was amazing. And then he gave me the mic and I ended the service. I said, thanks for coming, everybody. And great to be with you. And they, everyone clapped their hands and everyone was really happy and everyone went home. The next day, not on the day, the next day, Pastor Phil called me. And I saw his name come up on my phone at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, which is never good. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> I'm busy! <laughs> we have a voicemail! I answered it, because I'm submitted. And I, <laughs> and I, I spoke to Pastor Phil. And Pastor Phil, he says this, he says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Pastor Phil sounds like Batman, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm Batman. He says, yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, last night, great, great job, great job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the service, how you didn't invite anybody to receive Jesus? You know how you didn't do that? Yes. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, all right, have a great day, bye. <laughs> wow. I mean, Pastor Phil called me, that was amazing. But then he slapped me through the phone. <laughs> Truth with wisdom, timing. Yeah. Write this down, if you're writing notes and you wanna go to heaven, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Only through the blood of Jesus. So, taking notes. Timing matters. When do you deliver truth? Timing matters. In the, in the moment where it's heated, timing is really important. Timing helps us deliver truth with wisdom. And then we don't regret it because we did it with wisdom and we're able to say it calm. Um, Pastor Phil says this often. He says, um, uh, Cool head, hot heart. And I know so often I come into things with a hot head <laughs> and a cool heart <laughs> and I just say stuff. But timing, timing matters. Truth with wisdom. Context matters. Environment. You know, like if you're standing over somebody speaking truth down to them. Come alongside. It's like this story of a father I heard. He was, he was the CEO and his son worked for him in his business. 
and his son was, was not going well. His son was breaking a lot of rules and not performing and it was not going well for the business and it was not working. And the, the father who was the CEO gave him a couple of warnings and said, hey, you know, we've got to work on this and nothing changed. So the day came where the son came into the father's office, the CEO sat down across the table from the father and the father said, as a CEO, he said, hey, George, I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna have to let you go. And the son is like, what? How could you do this? And then the father walked around the other side of the table, sat down next to his son and said, ah, son, I heard you lost your job. I'm so sorry. How can I help you? Truth in love. How do we create an environment of love? Through consistency. We communicate truth with wisdom and we cultivate love with consistency. Be consistent. You know, just, just predictability is wonderful. Being a predictably kind person, beautiful. Be predictably warm. Be predictably smiley, you know. Be predictably encouraging. Cultivate an environment around you. When you walk into the room, do people run? People on eggshells, oh no. When you walk in, do people feel calm? What is the atmosphere that you're cultivating in your relational world? When you cultivate an environment of love, it will be easy to deliver truth. One of the reasons we find it so hard to tell people truth is because we haven't cultivated love. So I wanna tell them the truth, but I feel like they're gonna be offended if I do. The way to fix that is cultivate love and you'll find that love casts out fear. And when fear is gone, I can now bring truth because this truth is not meant to hurt you, it's meant to help you, but it only grows in the soil of love. Bow your heads, close your eyes, let me pray. Lord Jesus, help us be the kind of people who confront well. Like your servant Paul said, Lord, communicating the truth in love, that we would grow up to be the mature body of Christ. Lord, help us grow. Give us grace for each other. Lord, that we would have grace, not judgment. Lord, that we would have a community that our connect groups would be full of this atmosphere. Help us be the kind of people who can receive truth. Who rather than defending, say yes. Rather than Excuses, Lord, that we would be humble enough to receive the truth that we might be set free. Our God, I pray for freedom right now in Jesus' Name. Freedom from fear, freedom from every ceiling, freedom from anger, freedom from worry, freedom from doubt, freedom from offence. Lord, let forgiveness reign in the situations, Lord, that have been difficult or been unfair, we thank You for forgiveness 
and freedom. And we pray, Lord, let your truth shape us because of your great love. In Jesus' name, they all said, amen. Can you stand up?